When you connect with a band and become their number one fan, there's a whole range of feelings that are attached to it. There's an enthusiasm and a zeal that gets sparked knowing you found something that speaks to you, that represents you, that inspires you, and only you. There's an odd ownership some feel when bands they supported become bigger than they had counted on. A sense of betrayal when their favorite band becomes everyone's favorite band. It's at these points where forks in the road are found. Fanatics of a band may turn their back on them out of spite or stay the course and learn to love them alongside everyone else. And as I go along my merry way in this rock and roll biz, I have maintained fandom since childhood for my two favorite bands, Kiss and Metallica. These choices are nothing too deep. They are bands loved by millions. And I'm happy for them. Glad it worked out that way. For anyone else, you can easily swap them out for similar-sized iconic bands like Zeppelin, Sabbath, Slayer, Motorhead, U2, Nirvana, GNR, The Clash, Neil Young, ZZ Top, whatever your whims choose. The sheer size of these bands and the immeasurable amount of accolades these entities constantly receive force most of us to sit back and simply enjoy the fact that they exist. No weird possessive ownership anymore. No spiteful rejection anymore. Our fanaticism is still intact and we'll still buy the new record. But my natural state as a music fanatic is to be in constant campaign mode, canvassing and championing the bands that aren't as big as Kiss and Metallica, but damn well should be, convincing any and all who will listen that my favorite band should be their favorite band too. Since I was 15 years old, I have loved Death Angel. The Ultraviolence, their debut record, spoke to me in a way that I still can't put to words. If Kiss showed me what bands were capable of doing, and if Metallica and Minor Threat showed me how bands should do it, then Death Angel showed me that I could do it. A tectonic inspiration that brings a tear to my eye when I really sit down and think about it. I remember back in the day, there was a write-up on the band in the Toronto Star, and the only thing I remember feeling after I read the article was I wanted to leave town immediately and be with them. They made me want to run away and join their circus. And since then, regardless of music fad or no matter how far I strayed from heavy metal, my fandom for Death Angel has never wavered. I have devoured every record they've released, and in an industry of diminishing returns, Death Angel are not only putting out the best records of their 35-year career, but they are putting out the best records in heavy metal today, period. Last year, Thrashumentary was released, the long-awaited documentary on the band, and I'm proud to say I make an appearance in it. When I sang Thrashers with the band, it was recorded for posterity, and I mark that moment as a personal career highlight. Their new album, The Evil Divide, showcases the band at full steam, in top form, yet again, armed with a barrage of unparalleled metal riffs. The word crushing comes to mind. In 2016, you buy new Death Angel albums if you want your head torn off. Recently, I caught up with guitarist Ted Aguilar to talk all things Death Angel. By now, having played on five Death Angel albums, Ted has become the go-to guy for all things DA. Mark, Damien, and Rob managed to make appearances during this episode as well. During our talk, Ted separated Death Angel into three eras, and for a band that's been around since the early 80s, it makes it easy to compartmentalize their legacy. There's the early years that encapsulates the demo in the first three albums from 1982 to 1991, the reunion and subsequent return from 2001 to 2009, marking Ted's entrance with The Art of Dying and Killing Season, but it also marked the last records with Dennis Peppa and Andy Gellion. And then the third era, today's era, the current era, with Will Carroll and Damien Sisson, who have been on the last three Death Angel albums, Relentless Retribution, The Dream Calls for Blood, and The Evil Divide. This podcast episode happened when the band tore through town on tour with Slayer and Anthrax, two bands of the big four, mighty bands indeed. My fandom for Slayer and Anthrax run deep as well. I love those bands. But if push comes to shove and I was forced to choose, I would, without hesitation, 
choose Death Angel every time. Why? Because they're my band and I love them so much. Team DA for life. I want to say thanks to Blue Mic Microphones and Skull Candy Headphones for their support of the podcast. Also, I want to thank everyone who has left a rating or, or a review on iTunes. Thanks so much. It helps the podcast's profile because we recently made the What's Hot section in the iTunes store. So reviews and ratings work and they're working right now. So please leave a rating or a review if you haven't already. Okay, good. Great. Here we go. Death Angel are on the podcast. I'm so excited. And it starts now. The Tango Joe's podcast is the best around. They play the Guinness Tango School of Tello for free. I'm so glad I like to stop time. Jimmy in from Fuck Time. Stop playing Hang Down Down. And I say the Don Coach on Spawncast makes me feel The googly gaggly goblins will make sure they get their podcast fill by listening to Danko Jones, then snacking on some broken bones. And scaredy cats will run amok when rock and roll starts to talk, flapping gums and striking tongues. A chilly podcast has now begun. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready because the Danko Jones podcast starts. Ted, we're on, man. This is this. How long have I waited for you guys to be on here? A long time. Very long. Listen, I've been doing this podcast for five years. Everybody knows that I'm the the mega Death Angel fan. Um, and when I started doing this, uh, I was like, well, I got to build up till I can do a proper talk with the dudes from Death Angel. Right on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just like... So stoked you're here in your hometown, Toronto. We're playing Toronto tonight with Slayer and Anthrax at the Sound of Canopy. And uh, I'm glad you had some time to get out of the studio to come down for a little bit. And I do listen to all your podcasts. A lot of them, actually. Me and my friend. Thanks, man. So this is really all the Kiss ones with Will? Yeah, man. All the Kiss ones and the one with Jonathan Fenno. And there's some other one I forgot, but your, your podcast real interesting. Thanks, man. Thank you. You know, I. No, it's not the standard question. Tell us about the album. Tell us this and stock questions. You kind of go deep, which is cool. Well, I mean, I I have not. This is day one for us in the studio doing the recording of our new album. So I mean, I had nothing prepared, and I usually don't prepare for these things. It's just a casual conversation, unless it's someone I don't really know very well. Yeah. I've never met them, so I do a little bit of you know research as to what they might not want to talk about but with you guys i mean you guys got a new album and it's the evil divide it's out for the last what four months four months four months um and this tour is slayer anthrax and you guys yep and it's cool man rob's here hi Hi. Rob. <laughs> Rob's about ready to go on a bike ride around Toronto. I gotta go check out the Great White North. And TNT, man. And TNT. Boom! Boom, go get your fried rice. And Ube ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and some lumpia. Uh, All right, boys. <laughs> um, so, we could talk about that, but, you know, every, every city that you hit, you probably talk about the the evil divide all the time it's on you know but i want to go back and i want to go back to Groningen holland where um you know we were playing at the at vera at that club and i remember we were in catering in the room there and there was a picture of death angel the new improved death angel and i knew all the guys there but then there was this new guy and it wasn't gus 
it was you, man. And I was just staring at it. And the woman who was kind of taking care of us, who works the club, I can't remember her name, but I think all the bands know who she is. Um, she was watching me looking at the picture. And then she goes, yeah, they were here and they, they came and they played. They were great. And she started giving me all the update. And I was like, that dude's new. Who's that dude? And then I met you. I don't know. Where did, where did we meet, man? Finland. You were waiting in the lobby. That's why fucking... We played Tuska in 2000. It was like July or June of 2004. That's fucking right. And then uh, the, our promoter goes, I got to go back to the airport because I got to pick up another band. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, one other. And then he mentioned you guys, and that was it. Yeah, I remember getting out of the van and you had your hat on. I guess you met Den that night or that day. Yeah. You met everyone, but I think Den was the first one you ran into. Yeah, and then luckily Mark, we had just been on MTV somewhere, that, and Mark had seen it on the on MTV. So he's like, oh, yeah, I know you guys. And I, and I just kept thinking, okay, I'm kind of in. Okay, I can, like, they're, they don't think I'm crazy. Like, okay, I can, maybe I can hang with these guys. And so I think one of you guys or someone said, yeah, they're going to the Tavastia just hanging out. I knew where that was because it's near the hotel. Yeah. So I fucking stalked you guys that night, man. I remember. You still look the same, bro. <laughs> so do you, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was uh, 2004. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, well, we talked that night, right? I think you talked more with Dan. I was more of a yeah, hello yeah. person. I didn't really get to know you till Hellfest. Hellfest 2008. Six or eight? 2008. And is that is you that played, you played literally right after us on the next stage? Yeah. So it, that was that was supreme pressure. Like I just I couldn't I couldn't relax because I wanted to see you guys and I had to play and I couldn't. But then I ended up singing uh, with you guys on stage that day, bored. Yeah. You sang with us. Then was it years later? You came up at the opera house and sang Thrashers with here us. in Toronto. Yeah. That made it on our Thrashumentary. I uh, up. I don't think I've uploaded. I think I uploaded that on Instagram. Did I? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I've been waiting for the right moment. But that night, well, that day you asked me, or maybe the day before you asked me about singing Thrashers, and I was like, well, I, I kind of know the the lyrics, but it was never included on the lyric sheet of Ultraviolence because I guess the lyrics were kind of violent. I, th I think it was on the demo. It was weird because when I bought the Ultraviolence, I go, well, how come Thrashers? is not on here and killers one is not on the album too if you look it was on the demo i believe yeah yeah, yeah. so i remember that one scene where mark's writing it down and you're sitting down next to him is that what you really say yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> rob rob wrote it out and then me and mark and rob we all ran through it on the bus yeah and i gotta say running through thrashers with those two guys and you were there too it was funny that was like that was like a like a like a dream come true for me. Like I gotta say, like the whole thing is surreal. Yeah, I remember. Um, I've read your, I've heard about your story. How they, you met them at a record store, the yeah. Act Three tour, and they made fun of you for your school uniform. It was a frolic tour. Okay, frolic. frolic. It was the in store, and they made fun of you because yeah. of your school uniform, Andy right? And and uh, Mark. Yeah. They said, "Yeah, we got one of those," <laughs> or some shit like that. I'm like, "Fuck." So you've been a fan just like me ever since. Yeah. And I think that's how, like, we kind of bonded uh, at Hellfest over the fact that, you know, you you were as equal a Death Angel fan, and now you were in the band. And since then, over the period of, what, four albums that you've been on? Five, even. Five. Right? Five records. Five records. I mean, you're synonymous with the band. You are you are an equal part of, of Death Angel. You know, you're not just, you know, the, the new guy on, on um, what was it, Killing Season? Art no, art, art of dying. Yeah. Till this day, and they, they never said, hey, you're in the band. I've just been floating for 15 years, bro. They told Will and Damien they're in the band. I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just floating, man. Did they give them a whole ceremony, like a party? And you're like, what where was my fucking party? Yeah, you're in. And I'm there like, dude, I feel like Kirk when he joined Metallica. You know? They never told him he oh, was yeah? in the band. So <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. I'm having a good time. And, uh, well, I mean, you're... I mean, it goes without saying, you've got this ESP signature line. Yeah. I mean, you're an established, like, axe man, right? Somewhere. Now, at this point. Yeah, I, I guess. You know, I'm just happy to be, you know, to in this 
day and age, I'm just happy to be alive and well, healthy. Well, and just be in a, in, a, in a band that writes good music with a bunch of people who love to play music. You know, that's all I ask for. And that's the thing about Death Angel, I think, since you guys came back, it you know, uh, Art of Dying, Killing Season, they were great returns that let everybody know that, hey, like, we're back. But then ever since uh, Retribution and The, the Dream. Dream and now Evil Divide, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I thought it kind of... It, it kind of elevated to another tier. Everyone's game kind of elevated. Uh, I don't know if there's, it's because there's more harmony in the band or just more just uh, confidence that you guys are like the seasoned guys on the block not needing to prove as much anymore. No, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a really good question. I mean, a lot of it has to do, I mean, Art of Dying and Killing Season are great records. Don't get me wrong, I love those records. You know, we still play songs from those records. But it wasn't until Will and Damien got in, it's just, I don't know. I think the metal was kind of missing in a way in Art of Dying and Killing Season. There were more, I don't know, there were more rock leaning towards metal, which was great. Yeah, you know I mean, that's the style. I mean, Den and Andy had a lot to contribute to that, and they're outstanding musicians, songwriters, but they're just different players from Will and Damien, you know? Not, you know, they're just different. And when Will Damon came in, they just had this metal fierce, and kind of Rob saw that, and his riffing was like, all right, we're going to go in this direction. And not only that, having Jason Sukoff produce the record, right? Jason like opened a whole new door to all of us on how, especially Rob and Mark and Will, everyone, basically. Rob learned a lot of crazy licks, like he, you know, he really stepped out of his comfort zone of playing. Mark, too. Will and they, everyone, it was just like, whoa, because, you know, we, the first two albums, we, we, you know, Art of Dying, we had Brian Dobbs, who engineered the Load and Reload records. He did, like, I think he did Echo Brain, Jason, who says Echo Brains, he did Man Made God, you know, so big producers. Mm -hmm. Nick Raskalinix, which, you know, you recorded with him, we went into Studio 606. It's a great experience, but it was more of, I don't know, it was, to me, great experience, but it was more of a major label vibe you know you go in there you're like uh, it was a trip it was good but when we did retribution relentless it was like it was like doing it for the first time again you know like for the like doing your first album like it's a new band blah 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 yeah i know the, i know the feeling because when we were at 606 i got the same feeling the, the rascal linux i mean he's the he's awesome and he's he a great hang but no, no disrespect to him. The first day we went into the studio to do our record at 606, I, I was wearing a, a Death Angel hoodie, and he tripped out on that. He's like, "Holy cow!" Like he thought he's doing some rock, you know, some new rock band. And then I walk in with an old school thrash band on my back, and that's how we started the bond for the album. And I think I mentioned it to Den. I go, you know, I'm sitting here with the dude who does Foo Fighters, and he's a fucking huge Death Angel fan. So that kind, of, I think that kind of started the ball, and we were already in there, man. Yeah, you were in there, and I think we recorded right after you. He had a, a bit of time. Yeah. And he came up for pre-production, then we went down and recorded Killing Season. And, you know, it was cool. I love that record, but I kind of like the direction we're in now. You know? Yeah, no, no disrespect to both those dudes, but... Yeah. Um, I think when you sent me a track, like a, you sent me a, a, a like a, a sample or something, like for either Retribution or The Dream, um, and then when I got the record, I wrote you back and I said, the one thing that's sticking out for me is Mark has taken his vocals to a level that I don't think people thought he could. Not that he was bad, but I think now... Mark is one of the most underrated metal singers in heavy metal. I think so too, and I think a lot has to do with, you know, on Retribution, he, he had more freedom to write. Where, you know, everyone, the old lineup, everyone wrote lyrics. I mean, they were cool, yeah. but when, you know, I knew Mark had it in him and didn't really show to Relentless. Then when he wrote everything, you know, you're a singer yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, if you write everything, it's from the heart. Yeah, you can really... You can really dig in and just express it more as opposed to if someone wrote something that well that's how they're feeling but if you're not feeling it but and you're trying to 
you know, give out that expression that someone else is. It's harder. Yeah. But and you know, and Mark's lyrics are great. His <laughs> his his delivery is awesome. And you know, and the collaboration between Mark and Rob is like, wow, dude. You know, it was really cool because on Art of Dying and Killing Season, I just did my tracks and left. I wasn't there for vocals. You know, I kind of steer clear. You know, it's like do your thing, get out of there. Yeah. I was there for Relentless, I was there for Dream, and The Evil, I'm like, man, dude, and the way Rob and Mark interact, it's it's awesome, Mark does his thing, and Rob will hear something, and go, Mark goes, all right, I'm gonna try that, and Rob wouldn't, and another song, Rob goes, I don't know what I'm gonna, I don't know what I hear, and Mark would bust it out, and pff, there it is, They're, the collaboration's awesome when it comes to vocals with those two. That's, that's, I think that's maybe what I'm hearing is the result of, of that kind of collaboration because I don't know what it is. I was like, what? Fuck, I didn't, honestly, it's no, I'm not trying to, no. I, I thought he was awesome on Ultra and Frolic and Act Three and all that shit. But on these last few records, I'm like, what the fuck is he eating, man? Like, it's fuck. And I think now he's being recognized, like going out with uh, Metal Allegiance and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, glad mark is writing a lot more because i knew it you know i know his i lo always loved mark's voice and when the band came back i'm like oh, he's writing less it's kind of like going back to like the ultra violence frolic and act three if you look at the credits mark wrote a little less vocally mm -hmm. but i'm like he should write more it wasn't until like i said relentless he you know has all this pent-up anger i mean he's nice he's the nicest guy in metal but deep down inside he's pretty angry and you know he lets it all out pen and paper yeah. and you hear it and i'm like wow dude that's great lyrics great vocal melody oh man i'm, I'm last three albums is my favorite in this era of death angel like the since the reformation right because i keep the 80s and today separate there's like three eras you got one with the originals you got one with four out of five mm -hmm. and you got one with two out of five and i kind of like this one best the 80s is separate act three is still my favorite act three yeah yeah ultra for me okay it was like we'll never like that's top 10 of all kinds of bands ever like it's one of my favorite albums of all time ultra is good but act three is uh they knew how to mix it up they knew how to they have the sound man i mean everyone else that time when everyone's trying to copy the fade to black mm -hmm. or you know one these guys did acoustic ballads which is fucking awesome you know and you have songs like seemingly stop all the vocal harmonies and all yeah well, rob's on this one too he's on all of them like uh, in terms of backgrounds and helping him. yeah on the evil divide only rob only does like right harmonies on one song the first one right? yeah yeah everything's all mark which is great yeah I, well for me like ultra was like you know mistress of pain the title itself is like this it fucking rules and an evil priest i mean that should be a band name i know i mean yeah ultraviolence is a great record i mean those guys helped pioneer that genre and then watching these guys they were like a gang and for me personally you could relate i could relate and you know i was their biggest booster and after i heard ultraviolence i was like this come on yeah. This is phenomenal. It's a great record. Frolic was a bit herky-jerky. It's my least favorite record. I think that record was they're trying to find their way. You know what I mean? Like they came out ultraviolet. Fuck yeah, we're proving it. We're was young. It? We're young. We can play thrash. And Frolic's like... Rob was, wasn't Rob wearing a, a golf t-shirt on the back cover? A golf... A moosehead. Moosehead. Well, that, that was in the sleeve. Okay. But on the back, he's wearing a collared t-shirt. That is right. Mark was wearing some hat and some uh oh no rob rob was wearing some golf like a collared button t yeah like a polo shirt yeah yeah mark was wearing that hat whatever oh, yeah that's right that's right yeah. ask then, ask mark about that hat i don't want to know ask him <laughs> and then dan was wearing a long sleeve turtleneck yeah like they were all i think andy was the only one andy and gus were the only one keeping it real keeping from it real. ultra right? keeping it real see they're finding their way bro they're finding their way but uh, there's some riffs on on frolic that are still really awesome like yeah. like there's you know, riffs it's funny on it because you know me and will were talking about it because you know when we touch upon frolic it's third floor or board me and will go let's play guilty of innocence yeah man <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like a couple of times, we'll go, let's play that. That has teeth. Yeah, some of those, that's what I'm saying is some of those, uh, 
which one's the is it guilty of innocence i play that riff in sound checks all the time that's that's the one me and will want to play but trying to convince rob we did it when will joined the band that was one of the songs i go play guilty of innocence and rob goes all right and and we that played was in it. Will's contract? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I want to bust it out, and I'm, you know, me and Will talked yeah, about man. it. That's a killer song. And then, um. Oh, dude, let's not go there, bro. It's awesome. That play it. No, I don't want to play it. What? What is that song? Confused. Confused. That's the worst Death Angel song. I even told Robin Mark, dude, you know, I love, there's there's something I like about, you know, Frog is my least favorite. There's something I like about the album, but when it comes to Confuse, I'll skip it. That riff is awesome. It's heavy. Yeah. But I'm talking about the song. Yeah, yeah. Ah, not into it. Not Guilty of Innocence. Yeah, that one needs to come back For out. Sure, you know, that's bad as fuck. Yeah, yeah. You know? But on the uh, Evil Divide, like the new album, the one thing I've heard the album about uh, five times now, five, six times. And uh, the one thing that sticks with me is I think deep down inside, all the thrash bands who are called thrash bands really just want to be a solid heavy metal band that put out heavy metal records. And I think you guys with Evil Divide are a solid heavy heavy metal band and a lot of that has to do i think with mark's melodic singing like the melodies in his voice really take it up a notch that's just how i feel it it sounds like kind of a a, like a solid thick wide uh heavy band like what is what a heavy metal like a legendary traditional heavy metal band should sound like and then you've got seriously that's what I feel and when I hear it I'm like oh these guys are trying to go for the fucking crown on this one you know because that's that's how I feel you know like the thrash thing was like a fad and I got I I still love it I love it and the riffs that that are synonymous with the sound everybody loves the chugging and all that stuff but not everyone can take it to the next level you need and I'm sorry, I'm a singer, so I'm going to go back to it. But you need a Ronnie James Dio. You need an Ozzy, a Halford, a, a Biff Byford to get to to push your wrist up to the next level. And Mark has the chops. Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons as well. Yeah. They're good singers. I think they're like the left and right side brain. But are we going into this? Are we going to get down on this? Where's Will? Where's Will? Are we going to start this? You, you we'll threatened st- to start this. We'll, st- we'll start it towards the end. Will's taking we'll a nap, but right. he's going to come in, and I know he's <laughs> going to be all what. But I get what you're saying. I mean, it, it seems like it's a lost art. The Ronnie James, the Ozzy, even the David Lee Ross and Steven Tyler and yeah. the Halford. Dickinson, we can't forget him. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Byford is a good one. Piano. Yeah, it seems like it's lost art. And, you know, everyone in this band are fans of those bands. We love Melody. Catchy hooks. That's what we grew up on, and we're sticking with it. You know, you could be aggressive. I mean, you could change it up, like make fierce production, fierce riff, but the melody, the vocal melody is always going to be there. And Mark has a very unique timber voice, sometimes a blessing and a curse. You know it when you hear him. Yeah, I mean, when you hear Metal Allegiance, that's Mark. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If Mark went off to do a side project, you know, that's Mark from Death Angel. Is that a new Death Angel song? Right. Speaking of, that's Damien. How you doing, man? What's going on, man? Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Good to see you, too. Nice shirt you're going to bust out tonight. Oh, fucking got you, man. Yeah, you You know why. You know why. Because they're from here. So, yeah, I mean, it seems like it's a lost art, you know, with the singing. You know, metal that's going on nowadays. It's either growling and clean singing chorus. Yeah, yeah. It's cool, but... It's not the melody that I mean. You know, when they have the growl singer and then the... The high singer who does all the high things in like scream core, scream yeah. or whatever. It's that's not the melody that we all are talking about. Yeah. And I think I think Mark can Mark has Mark has hit it. Over the last the course of the last few records, he has hit it. I mean he's keeping it real. And he's hitting he, his stride. Yeah, he, he's hitting his stride, he's better than ever and he's just keeping it real, you know? Yeah. And 
I like it. We love it, you know, and we're just going to keep doing it no matter what's going on around us. Yeah. Hopefully it's something's got to happen. Did you guys what what did you guys do on like two tours ago through here? You guys did a cover of uh, a Sabbath cover. Heaven and Hell. Yeah, that's I was going to say War Pigs, but it wasn't that. We, it, no, we did Sabbath with Ronnie. Yeah. Heaven and Hell. And Mark, that's when I was like that's when I kind of like re like readjusted how I listened to Mark. And I went back and I'm like, "Oh, okay. Like he's he's doing he's doing something that I can identify with as a singer because I went from screaming my head off and thinking that's the mark of a good singer to incorporating more melody to now that's all I do is melody yeah melody's good you know and I remember that show when he did Heaven and Hell when when he first recorded it I knew oh whoa dude and you know after that I guess Mark got recognized for Metal Allegiance hey it's coming on and Mark having to do Metal Allegiance just made him such a better singer you know having to do you know not only Sabbath stuff he's done you know Rainbow you know some Priest and all that with a bunch of great musicians and bringing that energy into the Evil Divide you could just hear it and I don't know if you listened to the bonus track we did a bonus track on Evil Divide we did a cover I don't know if you heard it No. we did a Mission UK song Wasteland. Oh, I, I don't know that. So no, I don't. Okay, when you listen to it, listen to it, and text me, and you go, you're gonna go, is that Mark? You'll freak out, man. You'll freak out. It's killer. Is that on the CD or something, or was on the Digipack that came with the? Okay, no, I don't have that version. I'll make sure you get one. Yeah, I don't have that, so I haven't heard it. It's awesome. Yeah, Mark's vocal range is insane now. Yeah, I look, look, I look, I know. It's weird talking about your bandmate. He's right over there. It's weird, but this is this is how in 2016 I'm keeping up with Death Angel and I'm identifying with you guys on another level now. Yeah. You know, like before it was just like, wow, that's a fucking good riff. And now it's like, wow, like I could see his process cuz I'm in it as well, you know. And that's the thing about when I see Mark on the Instagram posting like Metal Legion's pics, I'm like the biggest DA booster man I'm like fuck yeah man now more people will hear about this guy and, and the band that he fronts you know? totally I mean a lot of people are you know Mark will tell you some stories I know a lot of people ask him hey sing all my sing all my projects do this come on you know small projects do yeah. some backgrounds or but I think the Metal Allegiance one is really oh yeah it's awesome you know? like doing Heaven and Hell for anybody who's not familiar with Black Sabbath who's listening is the equivalent of American Idol, someone going on stage and doing um, the greatest love of all, or like, and I, uh, like you can't Which do that version? shit. The Whitney Houston version? Okay, Dolly Parton version. <laughs> no, Whitney Houston, man. She made it famous. Yeah, you can't. She made it famous. You can't fuck with Whitney Houston. I mean, like, like that is the heavy metal equivalent of trying to take on those songs. You yes. just don't do it. Yeah. Not because you are b- below it, but it's just too hard to try. You're you're only gonna look silly, attempting, you know, a, a Ronnie James Dio "Heaven and Hell" or a Rob Halford, uh, I don't know, any priest song that Jailbreaker. really. Free will burning. Yeah, yeah, free will burning, or 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 more of the. Uh, I'm thinking, yeah, one of the ones where his his voice just soars. You know, you can't in your right mind take those songs on so when i heard mark sing heaven and hell i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to it critically yeah because it's a it's a it's an iconic song in the metal world yeah and then you know like just everyone's seen american idol when yeah. the, the singer fucks up a oh. note you're just like oh dude dude yeah. get, get get off the stage and i was waiting for that moment because i was like like i was ho- hoping to god he doesn't do that on yeah. stage that's fucking flawless. Yeah, man. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's and I know what you mean by American Idol, but you know what I... And the, and the crowd starts booing the judges like, you didn't hear that, bro? Yeah. You didn't hear it? Oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, it's, it was it was really eye-opening, that, that, that show in Toronto. I don't know what tour it was, but it was like two tours ago. Like yeah, two or yeah. three times ago, you guys that was like three plowed years through ago. here. Yeah. Three yeah. years ago. And you just kept saying, wait... There's something that's weird. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, like, 
you were hanging out backstage. I go, you hanging out for the show? I think. Wait, wait a minute. Was it uh, was it a headliner or was it when we came with Sepultura? Not what? Sepultura. Not Sepultura. No. Was, oh no, that was a no. That was a was headliner. Nevermore. No, I think we headlined because it was on the Dream tour because we did that song on the Dream, and you were hanging out. I go, I was like right after board. I go, hey dude, wait, and you're just standing there, wait for what? Then we bust into it, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, that was heavy, man. That was heavy. Well, that was great. So, fuck. So you'll kill it tonight. I'm gonna try it in a half hour set. Is that the set? Yeah. Speaking of evil priest. Fuck yeah, man. That's wicked. Yeah. Do you find like a half hour set on this kind of tour is is enough to? I'd like to do maybe another ten minutes. You know, it's right when you're at the end, you're like, oh, I could do another couple of songs, but you know what? We'll take what we get. Yeah. You know, the Slayer guys have been cool, band and crew. Same with Anthrax. Smooth tour so Is far. Darren with Anthrax? Darren, Darren. Bubbers? Bubbers? Yeah. No, no, no. He's not out with them. A bunch of new crew, but everything's cool, man. I mean, we're in Toronto. Can't complain. Yeah. Can't complain at all. Which, you know, means still, mean Wolf still. Talk a lot about Kiss. I don't want to get into it. Fuck it. Are we gonna? We can do it. I'll do it. I'll do it, man. Like, cause I, I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you, and I wanted to talk about, you know, just being in Death Angel and and the new album Dude, a you bit, and Dude, you know. I have good memory. You can ask me anything from the Art of Dying on who wrote what, blah blah blah. I can tell you, dude. Your favorite song from Art of Dying. <laughs> I can tell you who wrote what, what part, how it came about. I have good memory. Uh, yeah, I know you are the over. You've kind of become the overseer of of Death Angel, like HQ, right? I mean, pretty much, especially you do from social media. I do the social, do... dude. I try to try to answer everyone's on the tweets. Twitter, yeah, yeah. I see everyone that. on Instagram, I try to do. We you're, get messages. You're on very Facebook. gracious. I try, you know. I mean, you know. You're t- sometimes I feel you're too nice. I would be like, you don't fucking know, dude. I would. <laughs> you're like, oh, cool, check this out. Cause maybe they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, right, maybe right. they don't. I see people like, really, dude. Do you have to really go yeah. there? Yeah. You know, but you know, I try to answer everyone. Yeah. On behalf of the band, we get a lot of messages on Facebook. Yeah. I try to do that, and you know, if they took the time to write in and say, hey, right, at least give them that time back. And you guys started a like a fan club, like kind of like a Met Club thing, right? Yes, you know it's right now. Um, we, I've been in the process for over a year. Like, uh, got you know, it was actually through Craig LeCicero, Forbidden. Wow. He, him, and his uh, friends, um, they have you know trying to figure out like how bands could interact more with their diehard fans. Yeah. And, uh, I saw it coming through here with Slayer too, right? Those. those. Yeah. So, um, and my wife Trisha helps us out with the merch and stuff, and she's into the whole business aspect. So, Craig talked to both of us, and my wife's a partner with this company, Proxy, who built this platform for us, which is the today's, you know, fan club, not the old way. Like, take social media, and take it into a new direction i mean get away from all the noise of social media you know like twitter and facebook everyone's like so much talking shit you know you know your diehard fans your real fans who are into it going there right on then you always have other people commenting mm-hmm. and talk get away from that we want to you know give exclusive stuff on this fan club like there's stuff in there like will's gonna have stuff he's gonna try to do stuff every week album reviews of his favorite albums because Will's very detailed on his albums. Like, he, he could break it down for you. I mean, this dude breaks it down. We have this video up of Will behind his kit. Name that tune. And he'll play a drum beat. And, you know, if you win it, you win something from Will. Yeah. And there's going to be an episode where, you know, Rob's going to show you how to play riffs from songs. Yeah, I saw that. And Damien's going to do some stuff. And, you know, I'm probably going to do stuff like more of behind the scenes backstage, like before we huddle and go on. And we just want to cool. give our diehards an exclusive. Yeah. You know, like, and to get to know us individually. You know what I mean? Because you know us all. You've hung out with, and you know, we're like, we're a bunch of characters. <laughs> yeah, everyone's different. In this everyone's place. different. And it'd be cool for the fans to see that. You know what I mean? But not make, not get to the point of a reality show. It's just like, this is what we do on it. 
behind the scenes of the band. Maybe, you know, get it to the point where they could, uh, you know, just see how we work backstage. You know, maybe in our bunk sleeping. This is how we live on the road, you know, little snippets and stuff. Right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I am part of the Met Club. I am too. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, they're on another level. I mean, it's huge how, you know, they, where, where they're at. But it is... It is kind of cool, you know? Like It is. I mean, they've been doing it for, what, 25 plus years? Yeah. And, you know, when I joined, they were still doing the quarterly magazine, So What magazine. So what? And yeah. that's what I mean. You get exclusive stuff you don't see, like stuff they like. There's stuff, Kirk surfing, Lars with his art gallery, James with his cars. You know, you don't really see that stuff online or whatnot. And They keep it offline. Yeah. You have to be part of the club to really get into their world. Yeah. We want to do something like that, but in this era of music the thing about metallica that but they keep it old school in that so what with the magazine because it's like you can get it online and everything but the one thing i loved about the kiss fan club when i did join when i was a kid is i got something in the mail yeah but it was a different time then yeah you know it it costs more now when no i know yeah the magazines you could just pull up a pdf online and read it that's what a lot of people do. But it was cool to get something in the mail, a magazine or yeah. a, a trinket, you know, or a letter. And you're like, I got a letter from the Kiss Army. Yeah. You know, Will was part of the Kiss Army. He told me, hey, dude, I used to get a lot of stuff. Maybe I think, was it, they had a gun? Oh, the love gun? Yeah. I don't know if you got that in the record or the Kiss Army. Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't. I never got that when I was part of the Army. But... See, but those fan, I've always been a fan of big fan, of fan clubs because bands, it goes to show they take, they make time for their fans, the diehards, and I think that's important to us. Will there be like, will there be some sort of like exclusives in terms of recordings that maybe some members will get? You know, I'd like to do that. It's it, right now we launch. It's all going to be a work in progress. Okay, you know, this it's is new. Right? It's very new, and we're going to build it. So Who are knows? We're workshopping right now. Yeah, we're we workshopping, dude. Brainstorming. Right we're now? brainstorming. <laughs> it's all a work in progress. We, you know, we're figuring it out. And we want our fans to figure it out with us. Right. So they join, okay, what do you want to see? And we'll hear what they, well, why don't you give us this, exclusive, whatever you want, and we'll talk about it. And who knows, like, they, you know, we might have a cam in our rehearsal room writing new songs and might hear it for 30 seconds, stuff like that. But everything's in the works. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just so into, basically, if you're obsessed with us, we're obsessed with you. <laughs> And, and does it have a name? Like, do people have names? Like, members? The Pack. Is it? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's cool, man. It's The Pack. That's great. So how, yeah, because I, how long has this been? It's very recent. Right? We launched it last Friday. That's how recent it is. Yeah, but uh, we, we've been working on it for a year, you right. know, with all these developers and stuff like that. So I have to, you know, have a shout out, thanks to Craig LaCicero for, like, bringing it up, because... It was perfect timing. We were about ready to record the Evil Divide, and Craig, you know, said you guys would be the perfect one because you guys are all over social. You guys, he sees the way we interact with our fans. He goes, boom, here we are. But it's a slow build. You know, we launch, and you know how it is. Yeah, man. And plus, I first time I saw DA was with Forbidden, so fucking right it's on, man. Yeah. Keeping it old right school. On, Craig LeCicero, who's with his new band, Dress the Dead. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. So... Forbidden's kind of on ice, right? They're done. Yeah, because of Russ, or should we not even get into that? Um, I think from what Craig told me, it just Russ wasn't into it. Yeah, from what I heard, what I, that's what I, I think heard. I've read that online. Yeah. It's not a secret or anything. Yeah, just it. But to elaborate, I wouldn't know. Yeah, bummer, but bummer, but whatever. Yeah, that's how it goes. Shall we get into? Because you can hear him. Is he getting out of his bunk? Here we go. Hey guys, that's Mark. I'm Mark. Oh, hey, Mark. The whole fucking podcast has been about you. Whoa! <laughs> fucking, it has. Nice. You see, I say nice things. Very nice things. I'm just gushing. Aww. He'll be back in. Mark will be back in. Yeah, he'll come back in. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like casual podcasts. It, it, it doesn't seem like a lot of your podcasts I've heard, like, Caton from Hyrax. Yeah, that was a bit formal, just because we was on Skype and we'd never met one-on-one. Yeah, but one you know, on stuff one, but... like this, that's what people want to hear, like casual stuff. And here it is, right I'm clean. here. I'm clean. I understand pre-show, 
vocals and I under, I get it, man. If you don't want to talk too much, I'll do all the talking. So your vocals are awesome. That's I'll do all the talking. It's like fucking next level shit. I was telling Ted like, uh, I think I said like a lot of thrash bands are they want to be heavy metal bands, but you in order to be a heavy metal band, you need a Ronnie James Dio or Rob Halford. You need vocals that will elevate the heavy riffs that everybody wants to hear and not a lot of people clue into that and i think your vocals over the over the last successive records have just gotten better and better and we talked about the heaven and hell cover that really kind of i had to reconfigure how i listened to you yeah we just went off we went over this just now but yeah i'm just giving you an update on on you well thanks (laughs) i said i've been working really 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 hard on my voice for the last even say seven years, you know, I'm taking it more and I take it more seriously than ever. And uh, yeah, I, I, I just keep trying. And one thing that's really helped was um, I got to be honest, one thing that really helped to help me take it to another level is being a part of that Metal Legions project, mm, yeah. you know, because they throw songs at me that just whew, I got to learn. And some of these songs by the vocalist that sing, it's just it's insane. So it's just helped me. You know, hone in on my chops, and I get to bring stuff I've learned to do with my voice back to Death Angel. You know, and I think it's helped uh, expand our sound and my personal sound. <laughs> but, but admit it, a 30-minute set is luxury for a singer. I'm so happy. It's I'm so happy. Like, yeah. All the other dudes playing guitar. Yeah. They don't understand the fucking mental mind game you have to play if you have to do 75 minutes a night it's nuts it's like, nuts like six six nights in a row yeah we did headliners on the way out to meet up with this tour i think we did four headliners and you know you you, you feel it you feel it almost immediately yeah. you know and so it's just like yeah I, I i talk a bit less on tour than i would at home but um at night, I, if I get a few drinks in me, I talk a lot. <laughs> like, I don't really mind talking. Yeah. It's just the rest that I find I feel is the determining factor as to whether or not I have my voice. Yeah, sleep sleep's key. Sleep's definitely key. And I've you know um, that was another thing with the the first four days of headliners because we we hadn't been on a bus in about a, a year it seemed like so getting reused to the bus that was yeah, the, the, the first four were yeah the yeah. first four four gigs were tough for me and now. Yeah kind of locked in and I'm feeling really good about this but 30 minutes oh god yes I love it <laughs> when they and you know it's not that I don't love playing because I I love playing and I yeah. love our headlining shows but you know but there's a pressure that's off you yeah that you could just chill and relax and yeah is this why you're on the podcast now you can just eat 30 <laughs> I minutes man. I can I like it 30 minutes it's easy it's, it's easy. easy it it's is easy. and I, I'm not you know it's funny because the other musicians like if you hear you gotta cut a song or something it's like oh man I'm in my head thinking oh cool <laughs> you know it's just just one song easier on my throat you yeah, know and yeah man. yeah that's the one thing is is uh there is a difference between i you know it's not a diva thing Mm-mm. but there is a difference because your instrument is inside your body that separates the band the rest of the band from the singer yeah, it's you know, rough. it's you know, and a lot of guys don't get it when they're on tour. They're just like, "Well, fucking keep up with us." And yeah, like, I can't. I have to, you know, I'm I'm like a, I'm a little toy doll sometimes on tour. You know, like I just can't fucking do all this shit. It, it's rough. It's rough. I got a pretty good constitution though, and yeah. Pretty I guess that's. System. I guess I'm revealing more about myself, <laughs> and that's good. But yeah, no, but it's like Evil Divide, the vocals have been great. Like the last few vocals on on the DA records are just another level for me. I was telling Ted for the whole time. Thank you. Look at that guy. Damien Sisson. Everything's everything's in its place. It's it's just everything's fitting perfectly for you guys right now. We're 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 very happy. The The record is high for sure. And this tour absolutely helps and still, you know, pride in in all of us and still that kind of you know friendly competition every time we hit the stage i'm team death angel for whoever i like that so you're a good looking man intelligent we're all good looking men here (laughs) and intelligent (laughs) i mean we touched that's my that's my 
Start getting try to oh yeah time to transform to do your thing, man. Guy. But it was I'm, wonderful. It was wonderful. Thanks for being we'll on the podcast. More. Of course, come on. come on. Everybody's been on. The only person is Will. Will Carroll? Will Carroll hasn't. He's in his bunk. Oh yeah, yeah. It's cool. Out a little bit after, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, dude, I'm, I'm you here. Leave your stuff set up, dude. This dude will get. Dude, you'll have a two-hour kiss podcast. Well, we have bro. a separate episode of oh, just Will Carroll. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude, I can feel it. It's insane. I can feel it. It's insane. He, he freaked out the other day. We were, um, we ran into Mark's friend and Kirk's friend Tony, and we were just talking, and all of a sudden, they were talking about Kiss, and the whole story was the guy goes, "Yeah, they kind of lost it on, you know, Dynasty," and yeah, Will's like, "Yeah, but it was, I like that record," and he goes, "Yeah, but they didn't get their, they didn't get their umph until." Lick it up and animalize, and that's when Will perked up because he goes, he loves non non makeup kiss. So do I. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. He, his favorite non makeup kiss is Asylum. Not mine, but well, let's fucking bro down on that, dude. It, I'm gonna have you bro down on that, dude. This dude could. Like when I when I like I saved Death Angel. I never fucking went up to you for five years for this podcast. I never approached you guys for five years. So when you guys are finally fucking on my podcast, it's a two-parter. Fuck that, dude. You have to get Will Carroll tonight on Kiss, right. dude. Yeah. Dude. I'm you, here. I'm here. Yeah. If I can leave my shit here you on can. the bus. Yeah. Fuck. Because that's the only thing that'll keep my mind. I won't be able to think. Let's let's end this on a high note because we're going to hit the stage in an oh. hour and you're watching. Shit. And we're going to do a podcast yeah, with Will sure. Carroll after, dude. You're going to... Get your mind blown. Boom! Get your mind blown by this guy. And that was my talk with Ted Aguilar and the rest of the guys in Death Angel. Of course, later that night, the guys went on stage and killed it. Ripping the crowd a new one when they kicked in the Throne of the Wolves and the new song off Evil Divide they played called The Moth. I've never done an end note to a podcast episode, but I'm doing one here mainly because... We never did get the podcast with Will Carroll recorded. So if you're listening, Will, whether that's in three weeks, three months, or three years, the invite to have you on the podcast and do a Death Angel Part 2 stands. I'm a fan of tons of bands, but when it comes to Death Angel, my fandom gets pretty extreme. I'm Team Death Angel, The Pack, The Evil Divide, I'm DA for life.